podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, hello everybody. Welcome along to post-match reaction here on the Rangers uh, Rabble. Um, that was dire, boring, uh, unfortunately predictable. Um, we made a lot of changes today um, and we were poor. Ever being one hundred percent completely honest. So yeah, hello. I'm joined by Robert and Craig. Um, Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'm in a bit of a downer after that, Robert. I'm not going to lie. Um, that was turgid. That was boring. Like I said, that was predictable. Um, but Matondo is the best player on the park, and he hasn't really played in a Rangers shirt for basically the whole time he's been here. Um, it sets alarm bells after that. And I hate to start on such a negative. I do. I hate it. We won. We're through. We're through the next round. That's all that really matters And at the end of the day. But Something's going to give, Robert. Well, listen, it, it was harder than we thought it was going to be, that's for sure. Um, you know, some 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 mistakes in there. Really sort of passive play at times. We look better when we're sort of doing the one-two touch stuff, moving about, more opportunity coming in behind. But um, listen, we're in the, the quarterfinals. There's no major injury, so you've got to take that for what it's worth. But when we deep dive into it, I think that... Um, I've just seen that comment. Um, cheers, CGM. Um, when you deep dive into it, you know, I think the changes and certainly the introduction of Yanis Hadji um, are things to maybe be a bit more positive about. You're on mute, man. I'm just, I'm not feeling it today. I'm down. I'm, <laughs> you, I'm you and the rest is. <laughs> uh, Kerr's microphone seems to be set at volume 610. I've just changed it, Kerr, or whatever. Um, Kerr, you were at Ibrox today. What was the feeling like in amongst the support? Moans and groans, Martin. Uh, it's like the rest days we're watching something and we're not happy. We don't see what's happening in front of us. Everything's very predictable, very slow. You're thinking, what's coming next? And we're very easy to play, we're very easy to play against, but even a team like Morton who's set up to contain us, they were playing long balls and we were struggling. Simple long balls and we were struggling to defend them. I don't see where this Rangers team is going. I just basically don't. And we're missing two guys in Raskin and Hadji and it makes such a big difference to this. I'm sorry, Raskin and Catmill, and it makes such a big difference to this side, even on the money we've spent. And then you take out your fullbacks for everybody's slates and they bring in guys to replace them. And so you can turn around and say it's only Morton, but... Big John Lee's to me is not good enough, and I thought the boy Sterling can't, but he's not a wing back. I'm sorry, but he's not a wing back. He's more a right sided centre back, a left sided centre back. Good big defender, but his struggle is going forward. So it just shows you we've got a big mass of squad, but we've not got any quality of talent in it. If you take out one or two players, we struggle. We do struggle, and it's it's actually not very exciting. Looking forward to the rest of the season, and I fear for Michael Beal. Honestly, I do. I don't know if that's a slight overreaction, Craig, in terms of fearing for Michael Beale. Um, we had a few chats in the, um, we had a few discussions in the group chat and stuff like that. But when you take your two best players, and our two best players, if we're being brutally honest, are Raskin and Cantwell. When you take your two best players out of any any team in the world, you're going to see a slight drop. Not maybe not so much in you know effort and and, and all that sort of stuff. But you're going to, you're going to see a drop in quality. Of course, you're. Um, but there was maybe just a wee bit too much I dropped today. Yeah, I think it said a lot when, obviously, we were all screaming before the game to, to sort of bring Hadji in. Um, and I, I think, it, for me, the game changed when he came on. I know we got the penalty just as they were coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, yeah, just for me, I think some players today didn't really put their foot down and say, right, I want to, I want to space in this team. Um, too many, for me, probably just turned up and thought, oh, it's any more and we'll beat these easily. And didn't have the didn't have the motivation from the get go. Um, it wasn't like we were playing prime Real Madrid, like somebody said. We were playing Morton for God's sake. Um, I just think there's too many players that maybe don't have the ability. Um, I think I agree with you that when Matondo is the 
the best player for majority of the game. I think that says a lot. Um, and if you take two players out, it's it's massive the drop off for me. He was just a it was too big a drop in quality. Um, effort was probably there, but the quality was definitely an issue. Does have to be said though, Robert, and you know, I, I don't know how much praise you can give any opposition player. Um, but their goalkeeper did have a decent game. We did, it's not as if we didn't create anything, right? We did. We, we created chances. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not as if we snatched a 2-1 um, with, with two shots on target. Um, their goalkeeper, uh, Jamie McDonald, very experienced goalkeeper, obviously getting on in age and stuff like that. But he had a good game. Oh, aye, he did credit to him. I think he got man of the match on the telly there. Um, you know, it's becoming a bit of a running theme because the Servette keeper was his, his best against us as well. But listen, the difference between us and our nearest rivals is that they take their chances. We need to start taking yours. You've said they were creating them, but no putting them away. It's one of the guys saying in the comments there, David, the, the lack of goals is becoming an, you know, an issue. I know we, we managed four against Livingston, but that today should have been comfort, more comfortable than it was, certainly. Um, there's, there's players there that is 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 cases you don't really know what they're doing. You don't really know what they're trying to do. Um, I, I just feel like we're we're, we're not utilising the personnel to, to to best effect at the moment. Now whether Michael Beale sees that or whether he's going to be stubborn and believe in his own his own system, then we'll see. But it's a, it's a difficult one. I think we've got a, you know you park it, you're through. Um, where do you go from from here to build on to get onto that next level for for Tuesday night? Is is the big question. Well, I mean, that's a completely different game, isn't it? It's it's a completely different mindset you go into a game like that with. Um, you don't you certainly don't go into the same mindset as you against PSV as um as what you do against uh, Martin. Um Kia Channel member Davey. Um I take Dessers and Lammers out completely, uh, not even bench players at that rate. We heard about Lammers stats previously and it's all coming true. For me, that's a bit harsh on Dessers quickly. Um I, I think I put it in, in the group that, you know. It's not coming off for him, but I love his attitude. Um, he, he never hides. He's always trying to get on the ball. He's always trying to do something. It's just not coming off for him. Um, he had a shot in the first half. Good save by the goalkeeper. He scores his penalty. Um, I'm not too worried about Dessers, um, but Lammers, I see the quality that Lammers has got, and the boy does have real, real quality. But that's quite a few times now, more than not, he's, he's failed to impress me. I think the problem with Lammers is he doesn't know where he's meant to play him, Martin. I think he's does he go out wide? Does he play the ten roll? Does he go? Off? I don't. I don't think he knows what he's to do. What he's meant to be. Where he's meant to be in the pitch. And Dessers, I thought actually played okay today. I thought he was chasing. He was closing down. I thought when Daniel came on, he looked good. I thought he looked sharp after he scored. Martin were coming out for the back very easily. We were just standing there watching him, and it was like one or two passes, and we were up in our half or up in our penalty area, and you're thinking. Big John Lee made a good uh, uh, tackle near the end, and then Butland had to pull us out the Maya. But Golson was standing watching, Lundstrom was standing watching. You're thinking, this is Morton. I mean, Jamie McDonald's 35 or 36, Power's roughly the same age, Cut Profit's 39, and these guys have got an attitude and they're going to the end of this football match to try to beat us. And we've got guys 10 years younger thinking, it's only Morton. We can't say it's only Morton. It's only PSV, no, no, it's it's pointless. This comes to the manager, and he's not strong enough. And if he's not strong enough, then he's got to come out and admit it. Because if the manager and the players are on the same page, this is just going to get worse before it gets better. And I, I don't like to criticise people, Martin, but I'm actually getting fed up with Michael Bill. Is that a, is that fair, Robert? Is that a fair comment? I think it is, yeah. Um, I know obviously he cares and Moses are running a wee bit higher than us because he's just come out the ground. Um, but I do feel like Michael Beal has got question marks over him at the moment. Um, the recruitment's not working, the system's not working. Um, punters are divided in terms of some are saying we need time, like yourself, and others like Kerr are saying there's no time, it needs to be now. So um, I just feel like there is, a, there is a growing momentum here. You can see it in the comments, you could see it in the chat earlier. That Michael Beal is under pressure. I dare, I dare to think what we'd be talking about now if we hadn't managed two goals and that penalty was the decider and you know we're out the cup. So sorry, um, sorry, Robert. I mean, Michael Beal at one point they were shouting at Lundstrom, Lundstrom shouting at something back. Golson done the same, and it's like, is he actually telling him how to play? Are they telling him how to play? We don't know because no one is improving. And then he takes off two centre backs and put Lundstrom back there, who's slower than me. It's like, what you try to do? It's I don't know. I fear for us in midweek and I fear for us this season. I think it's going to be a roller coaster. And 
I'm sorry to say, but I think a lot of Michael Beale's signings, like I said to you last week, Robert, are going to be here longer than him. Right, well, Craig, to put it into some kind of perspective, right, we had a horrible first game of the season against Kilmarnock, right? Probably one of the worst places to go on the opening day of a season, especially with a brand new team, right? Um, we're two games away from getting back into the Champions League. Um, we're through to the next round of the Cup and we haven't played Celtic yet. So nothing's lost, nothing's won, um, but there is still things there to look at and go, right, well, we can improve. Um, we're, not out of, we're not out of the Champions League yet. We're still in the next round of the Cup. So, you know, calm down a wee bit. Yeah, I do. I do agree that that sense. Um, obviously, nothing's sort of decided in, in August. Um, but I do also see the issues where, for me, Michael Beale, his his future as Rangers manager, long term, is going to depend on how much he he relies on his his perceived favourites, players that aren't doing it when when they're put in. So, for example, John Lundstrom, I didn't think had a very good game today. He obviously wasn't anywhere near the worst player. Um, I don't, players think, lost he, I don't think he, he was keeps, poor at all. If he keeps persisting with players, um, then he's only going to end one way. Like I said, he's. Some of his summer signings are going to be here longer term than than he is. Um, I've still got slight po- positivity that um, that we, we that uh, we, I don't think we're going to play like we played today against PSV, um, and I think the, di- the result will be the result. Hopefully, will be massively different. Um, but I think that's just where the players raise raise themselves for for these games when it's not um, not perceived lesser lesser matches. But yeah, it's just, I think it'll be, 3rd of September will be a massive, massive uh, turning point in, in a lot of Rangers fans' eyes. So, Kerr, why are you so negative for a start? Why are you so determined? Not determined, but why are you so, you seem very sure and very positive that, that Michael Beale isn't going to last long. He's brought in basically a full new team apart from a defence. Like I say, we're, not, we're, we're progressing in Europe. We're in the next round of the cup, and we're only a few games into the season. Surely you've got to give the manager time. Don't get time at Rangers, Martin. I'm sorry, you don't. Well, maybe setting. you should. Maybe you should. Maybe we need to move away from this. I just, I just feel, Martin, this is a very. This was an appointment that should never be made. It was an easy appointment by Ross Wilson and Stuart Robertson, and they're not here anymore. How many I fans think... were shouting for Michael Beale? I was, now, if you remember back, I think me, Stuart, and I think probably Graham as well said it was an appointment we should never have made. But we've made it so you get behind him. Listen, I'm sitting here, and if Michael Bill proves me wrong, but the first one to say, Congratulations, you won as a league, that's all I want. The rest of it, I don't care. I want this league back, and this team, I don't see it. And it's not the players I'm getting at, it's the manager, and that's where it comes from. And you hold the can with the manager. I mean, somebody said today, Listen, Bill's a great coach, you all know he is, but sometimes it's just, you can't be both. And there's a lot of good number twos out there, they go to be manager, and they, and they, they panic, or they fail, or they. They find it more difficult. I mean, he was on at QPR a wee while. They'd done okay, but he didn't really set the hell on fire, did he? And we all said that he was the man behind Gerard. It, it probably was, maybe tactic-wise and everything else. But Gerard spoke to him players that probably took it and gave him a bit more respect because it's Stephen Gerard. Maybe Michael Beale doesn't get that respect for some players. They maybe say he's a great coach, but what the fuck have you done in football considering what I've done? Do you know what I mean? It's a very simple thing. Football players are only daft. Some you might see are, but... Nowadays, football players have a lot of power. And if they don't agree with manager, I don't think his philosophy is great. They turn off. You just have to look at Chelsea. I'm not saying we're in the English Premier League and stuff like that. But if we get beat with Celtic or lose against Celtic or have a draw, whatever you want to do, and we get put out with PSV, this can turn very bad very quickly. If we beat PSV, Robert, and we beat Celtic, we're in the Champions League group stages and we've put one over in them, then, you know... I've written Rosie in the garden. It's all I've spots and maybe we're only we're at the very, very early start of the season. We are, yes. Um, listen, I, I, we'll part the, the 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 ifs and buts in terms of Celtic and PSV. The biggest thing here is everyone's looking at the team and no seeing what we're doing. You, you get you get the time if you could look at me and say, "I will try to do this or try to do that," but clearly at the minute we don't really know what we're doing and what we are what, what we're, we are seeing is not highly effective. Um, Robin Matondo's played today. Um, we've played probably the first time this season we've played with a, with a wide player and looked okay. You know, what, you're, you're saying just at the start of the podcast that he was arguably the best player on the pitch, and that's you know alarm bells ringing. So 
We lost we lost a lot of width in the. Don't think there's any arguing about it, Robert. Is there? We lost a lot of width in the summer and we've not replaced that. Now, you've got to ask yourself, why is the manager thought it's OK to go ahead without bringing in um, you know, replacements for those guys that, that shipped out? So, Dick Advocate, I think, is right. We, we do seem to be in a worse position than we were this time last season. We've let go of some really good players and brought in some OK players. Um, you looked at a prime example today, Sam Lammers, who I'm not coming for. I'm using as an example. He... Is you know spent money on the guy and we've got Yanis Hadji comes on for you know half an hour and looks ten times you know above him and just in terms of effort and endeavour and, and quality. So um, it's 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 alarming that the the players that have come in in the summer just haven't really hit the ground running. Um, and you'd like to think one or two would have by this stage, but they haven't. Um, and and it's it's what's probably getting the, the manager sort of this flack at the minute. Right, so. In terms of the game, then Craig, the first half obviously they're going at half time, and it's it's nothing each. Uh, Morton made it difficult. Morton done what we expected them to do. They do what most SPFL teams do. They sat back, um, did look a wee bit to hit um, on the counter, but we just really struggled um, to break them to break them down. Is that a fair summation of the first half? Yeah, without the width there, obviously we had Sterling. Yufeko wasn't really going forward and, and sort of um, putting a lot of balls in that. That was more for Matondo. Um, so it was sort of, we were sort of playing a, two wing-backs, Matondo and Sterling were, were pretty high up. Um, but every time the ball came in the middle, it was so congested. Um, strikers and, and midfielders didn't really have a lot a lot to go on. Um, I think the best chance of the first half was probably Dell's uh, free kick, um, just literally on, on half-time, um, which if that had gone in, we probably would have been sat here sort of wiping our brows and thinking that's got away with one there in the in the first half. But yeah, it was a lot it was a lot of sort of crosses for just putting it into the box and, and, and hoping someone's gonna be there rather than trying to uh, really sort of break the team down. Yeah, I mean there was a I mean I keep going back to this and I can't believe I'm saying it. Care but with Matondo he, he was our most attacking threat. If anything was going to happen um, it was it was coming down uh, his side. The boy he was up against, whose name eludes me, um, the wee right back. If somebody can remind me of his blues, name. blues, some, blues, blue, something like that. Blues, blues. Like the colour blue is involved. Well, we'll go with something. We'll go with something like that, right? All right. Um, he gets booked to care. Uh, Matondo's running on ragged, and then we stop using the left hand side. Yep. A couple of people about me shouted at the day why you know attacking this boy. He's just been booked, and it's like as soon as somebody's booked against us, we switch wings and we go a different route. It's anybody, anybody else goes for the guy because in that cut of tackles, he's away. I don't know, Martin Matondo did look really good today. His end product at times isn't great, but when he's putting the ball in the box, there needs to be movement as well. You can't have it all on him, it has to be movement, it has to be runners. There's no runners for that middle apart. I thought Kieran Dowell was a big failure. Uh, he could have sat next to me most of the game. He'd done not a lot. Lundstrom's Lundstrom, and if Ente's done okay, but he's just come into a team for another league and he's still learning the ropes. You better put him alongside Raskin or even Campbell. Didn't have to drop everybody. Hold on, hold on. You're saying he's coming in and learning the ropes. Hold on. So is Lammers. So is Dessers. So is I know, Sima. but he's, he's coming to so midfield. There's nobody there. Lammers doesn't know his position. I've stuck up for him. He doesn't know where he might be playing. Like I said, I don't think he's number 10. I don't I think he's more a more a wide player. I don't think he's a number 10. If he's a number 10, then he's wrong number 10. The best number 10 we have is Campbell. But if you he can play a Hadjury as well and play Campbell slightly off him. But I don't think Michael Bill's problem is he's signed too many similar players to the players we've have. He's not got enough players for certain areas of the park, and he's got too many players for other areas of the park, and he's also got his favourites like every manager does. So he'll continue to play his favourites like Golson, like Lundstrom. Etc., and he'll bring other, he'll put others, and it maybe has to justify why he signed some of these players, so he has to play him as well. And it could backfire on him very, very easily, as we know. Rangers managers are a very high pressure job, and there's better managers than Michael Bielfield. There's also worse managers than Michael Bielfield, but I still don't see where this team is going. I don't see, and, and, and unless Raskin's in the park, I can't well, you don't see nothing. And Matondo was only one in the first half, it is some. He's something about him. He was trying to beat somebody. He was cutting in. He was trying. He was trying to cross in the box. He was trying shots. He was trying to link up. 
But he was linking up. There's nobody turning the ball around the corner for him. There's no one-twos coming off. I said, Dillow should have been there. He was here a couple of times, but not enough. The big boy, John Lee, struggled for me. I don't know how he lasted the full game. I know he made a good interception at the end, but he struggled. But okay against Morton, is that what we're looking for? I'm not being timely, but okay against Morton. Morton couldn't even fill their subs bench. They, they were very unlucky to leave Ibrox getting beat 2-1. I mean, the boy Oakley should have done better at the end. I would, say, I would say okay is acceptable for a young boy coming in to make up the numbers. I would say okay is acceptable. Well, why would you play him when Ben Davis is trained all week and you don't play him there? Because he's not involved with the team for personal reasons. The managers get a lot of questions, Martin. He's got more questions than answers, I think. I'm sorry, but he has. And he can talk all he wants. I know he's a crafty cockney, isn't he? But he can talk all he likes. But the bonus for you, some of his questions are that. Some of his answers are questions, basically. He doesn't, he doesn't fill me with confidence. I'm sorry, but he doesn't. I, like I said earlier, I hope he proved me wrong. But nah, I think Robert's going to be here longer than Michael Bill. <laughs> you know something, Michael? <laughs> There's a lot of information getting thrown about here, folks, right? And I'm not going to lie, my head's a wee bit scrambled. Kers just took me completely by surprise. <laughs> um, but Jean-Louis Wifeco, Robert, in general, um, I thought done okay. I thought he, he done what was asked of him and he made a, a terrific challenge in the final minutes. I, I don't I, I don't see any issue with, with how John Lee played today. No, he, he wasn't the worst on the park. Listen, he'll, he'll take confidence from that that performance and, and, and obviously, you know, try and build on it. Um, it's a position maybe he's not playing a hell of a lot of. I think he's maybe more used to playing centrally. Um, I just kind of, just to come back to the first half, I think there was a, a chance for the wrestlers that he brings down lovely and sort of spins around and connects it. I maybe thought could have gone in. So, Again, it's it's about taking these chances. See, we take two or three of these chances. There's different complexion in the game, and we're maybe not sitting here talking like we are. So, um, Rabin Matondo with a couple as well. The, the thing that was winning, but Rabin Matondo coming inside all the time, use his right foot. You know, you're playing left side, you should have some kind of left foot. Um, it just became too predictable. Um, so, I there was a couple of balls, and there was a strange one where Connor Goldson seemed to overlap into a full back position, get a ball in the box as well. He had a good chance. From a corner late on, probably should have scored or at least hit the target. So um, there were chances first half, and as I say, if you take in a couple of them, then it's a different sort of conversation. But no, to, to answer your question, Wifeco, I think, wasn't the worst player on the park and didn't do too much wrong. He's a young player. You know, you've got to give him credit. These guys have, you know, up and down sort of, sort of performance levels. So um, if, if you can if you can rely on him when the chips are down in terms of injuries, etc., and, and, and lack of or suspension like today with, with Borna Barisic, then then it's it's not too much to ask, but I don't think we'll see him at left back, you know, anytime soon again, unless you know, um, Bolna or or uh, Redvan are, are, are indisposed. Well, I mean, you can't really. You, you... Beale doesn't have a, an option really when both your left backs are out. You know, what I mean, that's that's not on Michael Beale. Um, you've you've got two for that position, and they both just seem to be out. Can I just can we just sort this now? Um, Kerr, calm down in the vodka bottle. Kerr, could that's, you please that's the trust, trust more water? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, could you please let everybody know that it is um, just water? Um, Craig, at half time, um, were you expecting changes for that second half, Craig? Because it was very flat. <laughs> we didn't look as if you know we were going to take the lead. Um, I know like things happen in football; it only takes a second to score a goal, etc. But were you maybe expecting Michael Beal to go a bit early on his subs? Um, yes and no. So yes, for me, would have been sort of to bring on maybe Hadji um, to sort of try and put some impetus into the game. But at the same time, no, because what I've seen so far is the manager generally changes it once something happens or at the sort of 60-minute mark, um, he doesn't tend to change um, at half-time unless unless something is really, really going wrong. Um, or the, he tends to sort of leave the players there and give them a kick up the backside and say, right, you've it's your time to sort it out and, and I'll make changes in a little while. Um, so, yeah, it was only, it would have only been to say maybe to bring a Hadji on. Um, but other than that, I wasn't expecting any changes. Yeah. And look, Kerr, this is the thing about doing podcasts, etc. Everyone's got different opinions. Have, um, so I, I would just say to people in the comments, if you've got a different opinion, get it in the comments. We'll bring it up. 
Um, we're, we're all Ranger supporters. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. It's just that some of us have got different opinions and just it cares wrong. But that's not the point. point Unless we've got a bad, Martin, I'll be going to see Rangers, good or bad, but I just get frustrated because I want the team to do better than what they're doing. Aye. I know we we're getting do. the results over, over the line, but it's not good enough. And that's my problem. It's not good enough. And I feel just getting over the line at times against teams like Morton and struggling against Livingston and Savet weren't great, but we played really well in the second half. I thought I didn't see the first half, but it was just as well. But it's still not good enough because we're going to end up no scraping over the line and then we'll all be in trouble. And that's yeah, my problem. I agree. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, second half starts, Kerr Morton get a penalty. Um, no arguments. Definite penalty. I was sitting just behind that. It was a wide dash or two they touches. I don't, I don't just clear it. But my problem is why are we getting everybody back defending against Morton? Why don't we leave somebody up? But as soon as we clear it, it just coming straight back anyway. So it shouldn't have been there for me, but no, it, it shouldn't have came in, I just hooked that away. But you never, Brothfoot being the, what we know he is, he's, he was going to go for, he, Brothfoot was crying out for having a day. I think it was actually, I actually, actually asked for a penalty during the pre-match warm-up because somebody tripped him up. He was crying out for everything. We know what he's like, he's a lefty-hate player, he's 39-year-old, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he can't poach an egg, but that's just cut Brothfoot for you. I think you'll find what he actually said to the referee was like, I used to play for Rangers. Any chance I can get a penalty? And we'll just <laughs> a penalty to Rangers. I think that's what he actually said. I know, Robert, it's a strange one. Dessers, does he need to have that swipe? Um, it's not as if, you know, Messi's playing beside him and he's going to take the ball and swivel and shoot and score into the top corner. It's cut Broadfoot at the end of the day. Well, it's symptomatic of, of Cyril Dessers at the moment, isn't it? Um, just nothing's going right for him. The first touch is... You know, what that's it's, it's what gets him into the, the, the situation in the, in the first place. Um, I do think I don't know. It took me three or four looks at it before I realised. Ah, it's, it's it's a penalty because um, I kind of think Broadfoot's theatrics sort of takes your eye off the actual you know connection. Um, but certainly you can't have any complaints. Um, and they go one nil up, and you, you you are starting to worry at that point, thinking like you know there was a comment in the in the chat about if we go one nil down, we're goosed. Well. I kind of felt that at that point it was it, it transcended onto me. So um, I'm sure you're going to talk about how we t- turn around, but just at that at that, at that moment, you're, you're thinking we need to get the subs on now, and obviously they came. Now I have to say and preface this with I'm kind of half joking, Craig, right? But that's a couple of penalties that Jack Butland has faced, and look, it's nine times out of ten, it's a lot of penalties in it. Um, but I don't know. When Gillespie scored the penalty, I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm going, I think McGregor saves it, right? I don't, I don't know if I've just got PTSD for, for how good um, Alan McGregor was um, at, at saving penalties. But in terms of Butland today, a mm, couple of times kind of caught in no man's land. Yeah, I think he had quite a lot of bodies. The one that I saw at the end, he had quite a lot of bodies in front of him um, and didn't really sort of make his make his mark on it. The penalty for me, uh, the two penalties he's faced, he's, he's gone the wrong way. Um, from from watching Butland over the years, he, he is a pretty good penalty saver. Um, obviously, he has to go the right way to make the save. Um, of course, he can't save it going the other way. Um, I don't... A couple of... Somebody in one of the group chats, I mean, that was the first thing they put was McGregor saves that and I just put my hand to my head... Um, to say, but but this guy, to be fair, absolutely, he'd have McGregor playing till he's sixty, um, if if he could, um, he's he said he's going to give Butland twelve games to to see how he is, um, yeah, it was one of them that I think the penalty for me, I, I was out, I popped in the, into the garden at half time and just happened to hear the noise and came back in and and and, and saw the VAR check. As soon as I saw the referee go over to VAR, I thought it's it's going to be a penalty. Um, I agree with that most of the time. Goalkeeper's not going to save the penalty. It's up to the penalty taker. Um, there's no pressure on the keeper, really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a... It, I would say it was a good penalty. It was a decent penalty. Put it right in the corner. Um, I'd, I'd be happy if one of our one of our players took a penalty like that and put it and set the keeper the wrong way. Um, but at that moment, I, I was also sort of starting to get a bit panicky with the fact that we won 0 down at home and, and doesn't look like we got a lot of chance to get back into the game. Well, I mean, look... Channel member Mark Doyle, if you're giving penalties for that every week, the game is finished. And then right underneath that comment is Aaron, who says you can't criticise um, keepers for penalties. Um, and then underneath that is Davey. Um, I think it was mostly Dessa's reaction. You don't scream like a baby if you've not made contact with Broadfoot, which 
I think Kerr is actually quite a fair comment because the referee wasn't interested in it. Um, and then Dessler's rolling about the floor holding his foot. So you can't then go to VAR and say, has he made contact? Because you just need to look at Dessler's to go, yeah, he has made contact. For me, it's a penalty. Uh, for me, yeah. it's a penalty. I agree with you, a penalty. If it was up there, end, I'd have been shouting for it. So it's a penalty, but listen, he was, made the mistake, didn't he? And Profit reacted the way players react and he got it. So we can't complain. Plus, on the penalties, listen, if a keeper saves it, he saves it. You know, 10 times you don't, but it's a lottery if you're a goalkeeper. If you save it, you're a hero. If you don't save it, then it's not your fault. So it's just one of the things. And then the the Masonic conspiracy kicked in, Robert. Um, <laughs> Rangers then got a penalty foul from Broadfoot on Lee on Balligan. Um, again, people say these shot pulls happen in the box in every single game. Not as blatantly as that, but... See, it's one of the ones where, obviously, it's for you, you're, you're shouting for it. If it's against you, you're probably feeling a bit of you know, injustice. So, but it's the fact that Balogun's so far, not so far, but he's far away from him, and you can clearly see the pull on the Plus, is, but the Morton, Morton fans won't be used to, to VAR decisions, will they, at that level as well? So they've probably ruined the, uh, the, 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 the VAR system. But listen, it's a penalty, uh, and Dessler steps up, much to my delight. Um, and, he, and he dispatched it really well, you've got to say. Um, good conviction, Pop, pops it away. And, he, and do you know what I liked as well? He didn't celebrate, didn't milk it, just ran and get the ball back to the centre circle and try to kick off again. So, um, no, I think both penalties cut and dry. You're not going to get much argument out of me on, on either instant. I mean, that goes back to the attitude, Craig Fidesz, which I thought was excellent the whole game. And look, I mean, you can have the best attitude in the world and be the worst footballer, I get that. Um, but and it was also strange to see somebody else take a penalty apart from Tav. But again, excellent penalty, and like Robert says, just grabs the ball and goes right. Let's get the next one. Yeah, I think I called it before the game that I'd, I'd like to see Dessers get a penalty. Um, obviously, with Tav not playing, it was perfect. Um, I think a bit a bit of redemption from him as well because obviously he gave away the first one um, for Morton. I was actually really confident when he stepped up. I didn't think they. Uh, I didn't think, despite their keeper in the Vigil game, I didn't think he was going to get anywhere near the penalty. Um, and I do like the attitude. I think there was one in the first half where the sort of centre half for Morton um, got the ball out wide, and, and Dessers ran halfway across the pitch to sort of try to tackle him. Um, so I do think his attitude was a lot better today, um, and hopefully him getting the penalty um, and a sort of an easy goal hopefully will spur him on uh, for the rest of the season. I mean, we were just as that uh, penalty decision was being reviewed. Um, Care we were looking to make uh, substitutions. Um, so you know, on came Haji Sima and Danilo, and off went Lammers, Sterling, and Balligan. I know that we kind of touched on Sterling, and I'll come to Haji um, and Sima in a wee sec. We kind of touched on Sterling, um, and, and I don't want this to turn into a, oh, but look what Tav can do. Um, because for me, Sterling hasn't had a lot of games, hasn't had a lot of time in the park. He came back at the start of the season from an injury, um, but regardless of how well he ends up playing, regardless of how good his performances may become for us in the future, and I know that you mentioned it on this as well, um, there is no way in a month of Sundays that he's an attacking fullback. And no. the, fact that, the fact that he's not an attacking fullback, how does that then fit into this Rangers team? You have to ask Michael Beale that, Martin. I don't see why you put it wing back. And it's not, I've only seen him play on one. a few different teams. He's always played it in a and a three. Uh, so I've not seen him playing fullback as an attacking fullback wise. And I think defensively he's very well suited because he gets his body in the way. He's a big, strong boy and he, he can defend. Attacking wise, he was getting himself into good positions. It was just his final ball at times or his position as in making angles for somebody coming up next to him. So you can see that he, he was struggling himself. He was looking for help. And that's not his fault. Man, just put him there. And if you're told to play somewhere, you're not going to say, I don't want to play there. Then you don't play at all, so you play where you're told. But I thought he was—I thought he struggled at times, and it was that's on the manager. That's not on—that's not on the boy uh, Julian Sterling, who I think is an excellent defender, by the way. And I think if he played a three, I think he'd be really good for us. You seen it that night when they come on. I said, uh, he done well, and I just feel he's suited more just the defensive minded, and that's on the manager. Either you get nobody else to play there, or that's who he wanted to try. Maybe like the rest of you thought it's only Morton, but you shouldn't think that. He should have started with a stronger side and I still think he made too many changes for this early in the season, but that's just my opinion. Robert, your thoughts on Sam Lammers today? I know I mentioned him earlier on as well. Um, 
and I and I constantly keep finding myself repeating myself. You can see the quality that this guy does possess, um, but it I, I don't I don't know if it's just a, a wee thing he's going through with his confidence um, or whatever. And I know that Kerr said it, it looks like he doesn't really know what his role is within this team. Um, but today, the, the last kind of few games, his performances really haven't been there, have they? No, um, he struggles to impose himself in the game, really does. And you, you think for a guy so tall and so technical, he'd, he'd be wanting the ball and, and, and trying to impress. You're just not seeing it, as I say, overshadowed by Yanis Hadji when he came on. And, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'd be I'd be probably pitching Hadji for a, for a start um, over Lammers in, in the coming matches. So Lammers always come with a price tag, as Kerr said before. Michael Bill's probably feeling like he's got to pick the players that he's bought. To justify the purchases, uh, and obviously you know have a stamp on it. This, this, whatever this idea is in his head that we're not seeing yet, <laughs> he's thinking that playing these guys is going to bring that to fruition. So um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think Lammers looked good pre-season, and then it's always no coming to uh, the competitive games, which I think was the same for Rabbi Matondo last season. So is 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 alluded to in a previous pod? Yeah, we we Lammers are sacrificing Cantwell in his better position, and I, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that because I think Todd Cantwell's probably our best player on his day. So there's a, there's a lot to sort of pick the bones out of Lammers. Will he start the next game? Probably not. Um, and then you, he's, he's, how does he get back in? It's Ross County away, and then uh, PSV again, and then obviously the, the big one. So it's he's, he's got to try and um, make make some sort of telling Mark on a match, which he's not managed to do yet. He, he, he does. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, for all those watching just now, thank you very much. Please don't forget to give the show a like and a subscribe. Of all 656 people watching right now, like the video. This will be shared throughout the whole of Rangers YouTube, um, and that would be greatly, um, greatly appreciated. And, of course, we are we're rocketing towards 9,000 subscribers, actually, I think, and... In August alone, we've had 160 new subscribers. Um, so if you haven't already, um, then very much, please do subscribe. Um, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And of course, if you want to join as a member on YouTube, you can now um, and get priority response um, to the comments. Or if you want extra shows, extra shows about Rangers, the EPL, fantasy football, legend stuff, all that kind of good stuff, um, then you can join our Patreon, the link for which is in the description. Craig. When Hadji came on, we have spoke about Hadji, I don't know how many times. We spoke about Hadji on the build-up. Um, does he need to go? Does he need to try and get yourself first-team football? Um, maybe I'm slightly overreacting here, um, but what a difference he made when he came on. Yeah, he seemed to be trying things which which we sort of badly needed first half and, and probably for the first hour. Um, there's a couple of moments where he, he Yanis... He hasn't got the pace, and I don't think he ever had the pace before his injury. He's not the type of this player that's going to get the ball and, and beat four or five players and, and, and run them. But his brain is so far ahead of most of the players that he's playing against and with. It's it's ridiculous. Um, there was a couple of points where he, he turned and had a shot and it went over the bar and, and you can probably hear the groans. But I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with him taking the ball on and, and cutting back and, and having a shot. And if he does go in the stand... Fair enough. If it goes in the top corner, happy days. Um, obviously, he, he tried one a bit later on that that would have been an absolute beautiful goal if it had, if it had just dipped under the crossbar. Um, I've said for a while that for me, the way he is at the moment, if we're going to stick with this three and and, and the two eights um, pushing on, for me, there's a place there for him to play as one of those two eights. Um, obviously, not maybe not every week. So you obviously can have Sofrentes and, and Raskin, but I don't see why he's been sort of frozen out so far and, and not got much minutes. Uh, but he did seem to make a massive difference. Um, the game seemed to open up a lot more, but his his ability on the ball is... I, I can't deny his ability on the ball. Um, so I'd like to see him. Now, whether he gets put in on Tuesday is another matter. But um, I think Lammers, for me, going back to Lammers, he, he seems to be more adapt to the European games when he's got a bit more time. Uh, I don't think he's really got up to speed yet with the minute he gets the ball he's going to get absolutely smashed um, and I don't think he's got up to speed with that yet um, he had that at, at Kilmarnock first five minutes he got hit and then seemed to go within himself the rest of the game Yeah, Hadji care I mean you know Craig talks about Tuesday night I, I don't think Hadji's done himself any harm has he? No but 
Yannis should be involved in this team set up well before now, Martin, because he's probably technically our best player. He sees things that happen in a park well before other players do, probably two or three moves ahead, and he can do a lot of stuff himself, but he involves a lot of stuff and he can create because he, he brings players into the game. Whereas the boy Lammers, he's looking for runners going by him, and sometimes there's none in any struggles because he doesn't really know his position. So Hadji has to play for me, especially the way we're playing for going narrow, because Yanis can see things he won't make game up for you. Whereas sometimes you've not got that, especially when we've got a lot of width apart for your fullbacks. But that's up to the manager again, and I don't think he's one of the names on Michael Beale's list to be in the starting eleven. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know why, because he's can be such an influence, Yanis. Yeah, he can people point to maybe defensive side, but the way we are playing we're playing me holding midfielders and stuff like that, so Yanis can be the one that can take us for I mean can't we link up great together, Raskin as well, but Sometimes you have to look at ourselves more when we look at oppositions. I don't think we do that. I think a lot of time we look at opposition more when we look at ourselves. Whereas the manager just has to look at what he's got and says, we've got players here that can hurt opposition teams. Let's go for them. Stop worrying about what they're going to do to us. Let's worry about what we're going to do to them. But I don't even look at it that way. I mean, Robert, it was one of those that, you know, he would normally say that when if it was a new signing, for example, or he's come on and he's trying too hard. Um, Hadji came on and he looked as if he had a point to prove. He, he looked, he looked angry, if that makes sense. Um, and albeit it looked like he was trying, trying too hard. It's the opposite because what he was trying was just about coming off. It's not as if he was miles off the pace. When he came on, he looked fit, he looked fresh, and he, and more importantly for me, it's a game against Morton. He looked like he wanted to be on the pitch. Listen, the one where he rolls the boy and nearly puts it the top bin would have been absolutely stunning. Um, I said. You know, pre-match that you know if an offer comes in, he might be on his way. I take that back. Do not sell him. Um, he's clearly somebody that can influence a game of football. Uh, I know what it was only playing at Morton. Listen, listen, we'll, we'll part that for the time being because it just it was more than just the quality. It was as you mentioned before there. It's the effort he's putting in, the want, the desire, um, things that you know a few of his teammates could could do with in bucket loads. So um, I'm hoping that he gets a bit more exposure, but it's. It's like Kerr says, how, do you, how does Michael Beale fit him in? How does Michael Beale get him on the park rather than 20 minutes at the end? You want him, if he's going to be in that frame around like he was today, as you said, um, bit, bit angry. He, he took off the heart monitor at one point, didn't he? Chucked that off. So it, it was, he was, maybe he was in a few weeks performance, but um, done everything but get a goal, as I say. If, he, if that one had gone in the top, the top bin, it would have been a, a check the cherry on top for him. I thought he was, I don't know like he played. Uh, the last uh, 25 minutes, whatever it was, I thought he was the man of the match. I thought he was the best player. I really did. I thought it was that good, a, a cameo from him. So um, hopefully we see more of him. Hopefully it's uh, with that sort of frame of mind as well. Because um, I think he could be an important player if we get that version of him. I, I'm looking at a, a comment here, Craig, and I'm saying, you know, calm down. There's time for the, the players to settle. Um, doesn't We don't need to get too carried away. I'm having a go at care. Um, just because I enjoy having a go at care, because he's one of the few people on the podcast who's smaller than me, right? Um, but <laughs> Derek, three million for Lammers, four million for Dessa, six million for Danilo, 13 million we could have spent better, in my opinion. Um, Danilo came on, um, got his goal, and I thought looked pretty sharp. Yeah, that comment, I mean, 13 million we've spent, we, we could have spent 13 million on different players, and that we could be sat here having the same conversation. Um, Every care said it before. Every signing is a gamble. Not all signings are going to come good. Not all signings are going to be bad. Um, Danilo for me did look pretty sharp. Um, which will come on to his onto his goal. Um, he see, he also seemed like he had a bit of a point to prove. Um, I think obviously he had a bit of a nightmare miss on on Tuesday. Um, but even that, I think that was the only downside to his game on Tuesday for me. Um, so he come on with thinking I'm I'm going to have something to prove here and. And right or wrong, obviously we cut, he, he comes on and we're and we're sort of one down, soon to be one one. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed with Danilo, and I think I was impressed more with Dessas actually when Danilo was on with him up front because I think he yeah. played or played a bit more to his strengths and didn't leave him, didn't leave him so isolated. Well, it showed in the goal, didn't it, Kev? Because you know Dessas does does well with the pressure to win the ball. Um, Danilo takes it in the box, nice feet, good finish. Um, maybe that's something that we can we can see going forward. Those two up front together. 
they'll have to improve both of Martin before that happens, but I think that move was excellent. It was a good ball for Dessers and Daniel done really well to get under control and put it past the keeper, but I disagree with you two. He didn't look sharp to me, he looked okay, but I thought the last five, ten minutes he was blown out his backside. I just have some positivity care somewhere. That's not good enough. You're coming on as a sub and it looked to me he was blown. That's not good enough. Come on. Where's where's the training, Barshaw Park? He was blowing bubbles. (laughs) No, I'm sorry, but if that's the case, up against a a team like PSV, then we're going to struggle because he shouldn't shouldn't be showing lack of fitness in the last five years. You're talking about Danilo here? Aye. I thought I he was knackered. Completely disagree with you. Mortimer just walking out for defence and he's standing watching them. Bro, if it walked by him with a ball, he's like, why, why, why put a challenge in? If he was knackered, then his attitude was stinking. He never chased him back up. He never, twice him, I went to him, he let him walk out for the defence. And you can't be doing that against teams like that. Not Morton against, not mind anybody else. No, I thought if we were up against a better quality team today, we were out. I'm sorry, but we were. I don't think we played well at all. I, I, I didn't see that, Robert. I, I, I don't know if I was going to make myself my 18th coffee to try and keep me awake. Um, <laughs> but for, for me, anyway, um, I had nothing but positive things to say about Daniel. Listen, it's another goal for him, which is great. Um, the wee, the wee link-up for the goal we strike partner is something we need to see more of. You know, it's, it's all right doing it in the, in the cup today, but that should be happening four, five, six times a game. They should be, um, they've been brought in to do that. And they should be working hard to, to make sure that that comes to, to fruition more often than not. Because when it came off, it looked lovely. Really looked lovely. He made, actually, Dessers look a good player there, like that we, that we want to. So, um, I, uh, I I think Danilo, out, out the two, seems to have a bit more promise. Hopefully, they can both, like, uh, you know, click and, and, and push on. But I didn't see I didn't see too much from Danilo in terms of a, a lack of fitness. Maybe it's just a, a Brazilian thing. Kerry's a forward. He's thinking, I'm no, I'm no great. I'm no great tackle there. The, the defender here will leave that to the, the boys that are paid to defend. That's not good enough for me, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would be the day. No matter where your position, you should be fighting for the fighting to get, get the ball back. Doesn't matter. That's true. That, well, that, that, that probably comes down to you know his teammates and sort of drilling that into him, you know, after the game or the manager as well. Somebody saying, look, mate, we can't have that again. So, um, but no, I think a bit harsh to come from. Um, considering he's come on and, and effectively won as the game with his goal, so um, no, I, I, no, no, no question marks over the nail. No, I, I did yet. date you, Rob, but I think we scored 15 20 goals this season. But you did, you I've had a case I got off his back just today. I thought he didn't look sharp in the last five, ten minutes. I thought he was ever as interested in it, he was shattered. I don't know. I just think you had your negative glasses on, care. I think that's what it was. Listen, I've just been peed off because the performance is poor Michael Beals peeing me off uh, I'm, I'm not in a good mood <laughs> well I'm hoping that before this finishes we'll get to hear from Michael Beal. Um no he's not coming to speak to us on the Rangers rabble um, you know we can't afford that um, but uh, hopefully we get to hear nonsense from is that right enough <laughs> <laughs> well aye that's probably true we'll hopefully hear from him just before the end of the of the show um, Craig RFC 72 it's hard to disagree with him here um, what positivity is there? You're struggling to beat anyone, including half a Morton team. We didn't really struggle to beat Livingston. Um, but I can see where he's coming from and where I suppose a lot of this negativity within the fan base is coming from. It's not it's not the fans' fault that they're being negative, I suppose. It's it's this Rangers team so far. Yeah, I mean, obviously we want every game to be 4-5-0 and, and battering teams off the park. Of course we do. Um, I do struggle to argue with that because it's one of those games I think we spoke pre-match and said we don't want to be sat here and sort of coming off a game where we struggled to uh, struggle to win and, and we sort of sat there worrying at the end of the game which is exactly exactly what it was um, we all want games where we all want performances as well as results and at the minute we're getting results just about but we're not really getting performances um, and I've still got that slight hope that that will come um, as I'm 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 going to die on that hill that we will we will get those performances um, sooner rather than later. Robert, I'm going to come to you with this one because I'm hoping to start off with a little bit of positivity right on this point. <laughs> um, Sima came on as well. The much maligned Sima. Um, all right, okay. I'm probably going to start off with an angle before I try and come to a positive. Um, you know, a couple of touches. He, he ran the ball out of play. 
Um, he came very, very close with a header. A difficult header, it has to be said, because it was above him. And he, I think he actually done really well um, just to hit the bar with it. Um, but again, pace coming off the bench seems to work. Yes, uh, I, I thought, you know, he, that was begging for a goal. It was a good ball in from John Lundstrom, to be fair. And um, he does well, as you say, to get his, his body in the right position and get a, a header away. I think Seema does look like an impact player, though. I'm gonna, I don't think he's a guy that you would hang your hat on for a starting jersey. He seems to do better later on in matches when teams are tiring, as you mentioned, Alunti's pace. So I do think that that would be a better role for him. And as I've, I've said for umpteen times now over the last couple of weeks, some players are suited to coming off the bench, some players aren't, and he looks like one that certainly is. Um, so I, I would give him that role uh, and try and sort of big him up into that. So it's just there was one down in the, 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 the right-hand side where he, his control was dreadful and obviously goes out for a throw-in. So these things, John Lewis was sort of laughed it off. These things happen, I suppose, but um, at 2-1, you're maybe, maybe at 5-1, you can have a laugh at 2-1, a bit crass. So... Um, no, I think Seema would be will be okay for his off the bench. I wouldn't be starting him in, in in big big games. I think most of the people watching this can tell that I'm just trying to look for some kind of positivity because I'm fed up being negative. And I know that today's performance and the start to the season probably deserves being negative. I completely understand that. Um, I just want to enjoy one weekend. That's <laughs> basically all I want to do, right? Um, Can I go back soon- to Greg then. As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as I said, as soon as I mentioned see my care, and I'm trying to mention some positivity, Robert Robertson straight in the comments, boom, see my draws. <laughs> They're not jumping in the bandwagon with me. I thought he done okay when he came on. I thought he looked lively. I thought he, he tried to attack. Yeah, some of his control wasn't great, but it was unlucky with the head. I also would have run at the end where he had the shot, didn't he? And listen, I thought he looked okay, but I'm starting to agree with Robert, which I find very discouraging for myself. I don't really like doing that, but uh, he might be an impact player. <laughs> oh, right, well, Michael Beale has spoken. It's not been released yet, um, but I can give you a quick snippet um, of what he said. Um, I believe it was heart and hand that tweeted it out, um, Craig. Um, he said, I thought we were wasteful, and it's not the first time I've said that. It's clear that we need to improve. Um, understatement of the century. These things just come out on Twitter. Well, then you can answer my question and I'll sort that. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think might as well just play that back every single game that the managers we've had over the last year that we're wasteful, we're wasteful. Um, seems to be a bit of a broken record, and there's only one only one person that can impact that and, and change that, and that's the manager. Um, obviously bought these players in that should be should be um putting these chances away, and, and, and we're not, so he. He should be earning his books over the next few weeks and and putting that right. Hey, well, shall we hear what the manager had to say on the game then? Um, let's go to Michael Beale speaking to RTV um, after today's win in the Viaplay Cup against Morton at Ibrooks. Michael, job done into the quarterfinals of the Cup. What was your take on that game today? Started the game quite well. Uh, certainly someone like Rabi were getting the ball out to him. He was dominating that 1v1. He's unfortunate not to score early in the game. A good save from the keeper. He also goes around the keeper and uh, has one off the line. And then I felt that we were a bit wasteful again. Cyril has one big moment and has another one where the goals disallowed, which I haven't seen back. Um, going at half time, and we needed to have a, a chat a little bit about our quality in the final third. But then straight away, we give away, obviously, the penalty. Uh, Sybil's pulled his leg back to clear the ball and the guys just nipped him front. So we can't argue about that. We then pushed and pushed. And obviously, you got our penalty and got our goal in front. I think Jamie McDonald's made three or four really big saves. One from Seymour, one from Hadji as well. Uh, and a couple of other moments where we're wasteful, that we're delighted we're through. It was very similar to Party Fissel and Rafe Rovers last year. Um, but the most important things we're through. We've made eight changes with a view to having lots of energy and everybody fit and available for Tuesday night. And my focus already is on that game now. Was it pleasing to get back into the game so quickly after that Morton penalty? It was a, a really busy five minutes or so. Yeah, because, look, we were clearly the stronger team in the game. I thought Dougie had his team very well organised and they were very stubborn, but it was just a matter of when we were going to score and then all of a sudden we concede a penalty and then we're chasing a game that we were in complete control of. 
I'd like to say uh, Jose Sifuentes was very good again today. I was really pleased with him. I was really pleased with Johnny Ifeco on his his debut, really, his first start for the club. So well done to him also. A word on Cyril Dessers also. He, he stepped up to take that penalty and then had a big impact in the second goal too. Yeah, so, you know, it's in Danilo scores and, and he worked hard yesterday on finishing and stayed out for an extra half hour. Him and Abdullah yesterday working on their finishing and then it's the same sort of technique he scores with today. So Cyril did fantastic in that goal, tracking back, winning the ball. It was an excellent pass and, and Danny did well. Uh, to finish it off. But yeah, the numbers are coming in that sense. So, you know, at the end of the season, we'll look back at this game and all it will, will say is that we're through to the next round and Dessas and Danilo have scored. I'd like it to have a lot more quality and rhythm at times. That's for sure. Everyone can see that. Uh, but with the eight changes and bearing in mind what's gone before this game and what's coming, I'm just glad that we're through and now we can focus on Tuesday. Yeah, and as you touch on, they're obviously a huge night here on Tuesday and, and a big few days in preparation up to that one too. Yeah, it allows us to train tomorrow with a majority of the group and then into Monday, which would have been taken from us if we'd have uh, played a different team. It was important. I gave people a chance today to stake their claim. Uh, it's firmed up my thoughts for Tuesday. What we'll need on Tuesday is this stadium absolutely rocking from first to last whistle. We're going to need a big push with them as the extra player in the stands. We will try to provide energy and really go for the game against a quality team. And it's a two-legged cup final. Uh, in between that, obviously, we have a, a tough trip up to Dingwall, but Let's get let's get our focus now on Tuesday as everybody, the fans, the players and the staff and make sure we have a right go at this game. I don't blame the manager, Robert, for trying to get everybody to forget about today. Um, you know, he's, he mentioned it a few times there, looking ahead um, to Tuesday. Um, he mentioned a few things in that post-match, um, pretty much everything that we expected um, to hear. One thing he did say was that he was looking for people to stake a claim um, f for going forward. Um, could he be referring to Hadji? I think he could be referring to all eight changes. Absolutely, yeah. Like Sakir Dowell, Yanis Hadji. Um, everyone who, who who came in today that hadn't started the last one, surely they're staking a claim. That's what it's all about, right? I listened to Alan Hutton um, on about, you know, um, Dujon Sterling and with Tavernier. You know, be happy to have been rested, and he just said, "Well, no. When I was playing, it was an opportunity for somebody to come in and steal my jersey. I hated it. He said I hated it. So it's a, it's a similarity there. You know, I I don't think there's an awful lot that will have done enough to, to stake a claim. To be honest, um, Yanis Hadji certainly has. Um, but I was interested just towards the end of that when he was on about rhythm, and I, I think that's case in point. We have got no rhythm, and when we do have little bits of rhythm. Like case in point, first 20 minutes of Ibrox, we look great, we look really good. But when we've got we're back to that pedestrian keeping possession, pass, 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 no good. Um, and that's why we're here and, you know, supporters are spitting feathers because they want to see more. And I think when we, we, we were promised this style of play, we're all hoping it was going to be fast, high press. It's just no that. Um, so interesting to hear that he's touched on rhythm and touched on um, um, you know, a style and also as well about, you know, Seaman and um, Daniel, you know, staying behind the practice and that's nice to hear as well, I suppose. He also mentioned, Craig, the disallowed goal for Dessers, um, which I had completely forgot about. Um, just on that quickly, I'm not so sure that's a foul. Uh, no, I think there was one after as well where Dessers runs through and the boy sort of seems to sort of elbow him, not put on purpose but puts his arm across um, for me it's not I think looking the first view it looked like he had um, but looking back and the view behind the goal there's no contact um, the boy just goes down pretty quick um, pretty easy um, and for me it's a, it, it, it's a goal um, it's not one that VAR would look at but for me there's no uh, there's no issue Right Keir final final word to you my friend um, we're through to the next round yeah um, I'm getting looked at funny by the, the better half in there. And um, we're through to the next round. Yeah. Robert. Oh, still... <laughs> <laughs> well, we um, <laughs> oh, <did> that <laughs> um, we're, through, we're through to the next round. Um, we're still within a shout of getting into the Champions League. Um, the league has just started. Um, just give me some positivity before we finish. Give me some positives. 
it's still early in the season, Martin. They can change it about, but I'm more confident. And always missing for that Michael Bourne interview was a minder theme tune, isn't he? He's like a car salesman. But no, he's... Listen, he said the day he made eight changes. Why make eight changes this early in the season? And then say, we were wasteful, we were this. Stick to some of the guys who's only started the season and let them jail. Why make eight changes and maybe not use these guys again for a while? That's what bothers me. He does things and then he doesn't make doing it wrong. He, he says something else. It's, I mean, it's, 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 I see if it was halfway through a season or at February, March time, you can understand the changes, but this early in the season, you should stuck with some of the guys who's already played to give him more time to link up together, jail and apart, like keeping maybe Raskin and Campbellan and stuff like that, just so they can get another match under their belt, get used to playing each other and then move on to the bigger games. But he made eight changes and it, we got through, but it wasn't pretty. So I'm hoping he can see what needs to be done. But if he doesn't, then I'll go on him, nobody else. Well, we are back live tomorrow on YouTube at half past seven with Rabble Sundays, um, which is supposed to be a more light-hearted look back at the week that uh, in Rangers. Um, but I very much doubt it will be. I would imagine that this game, once watched back, maybe some cooler heads um, will prevail and we'll have a another uh, deep dive discussion into it. And of course, anything else that happens um, in the world of Rangers. So that's Rabble Sundays tomorrow, live here on YouTube at half past seven. Um, I thank you to Robert, Craig and Kerr for joining me. Um, I want to, I, I'm annoyed at the manager for one thing. He left his post-match to get onto the internet far too late. It needs to be done a wee bit sharper, Rangers. So just get that in there um, so we can discuss it a bit more. Um, but thank you to everybody for watching. If you haven't already, please do like and subscribe and follow us on all the socials um, and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all tomorrow night, half past seven, right here on the Rangers Rabble YouTube channel. So um, go and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy your Sunday. And we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Podcast Network.